Thank you for listening to the sermons from St. Timothy's Church. For more information, check out our website at stTimothy'sStores.org or visit us at 6 p.m. on Sunday evenings at the Nathan Hale at the University of Connecticut. That is our prayer, that despite our circumstances, despite our situations, despite anything that comes against us, that your praise will forever be on our lips. And all God's people said, Amen. 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 We guys can have a seat on the floor, in the chair, whoever fits. Well, it's so good to be together today. It's so good. We have our special friends with us, Pastor Aparicio and Roy here joining us today. So we're just delighted to be together. Um, And before we dive into God's word to us corporately, we're just going to take a minute and listen to God's word to us individually. What God's scripture has to say to us uniquely and individually. So I invite you to just close your eyes and listen to these words of scripture read over you. 1 Timothy 1 verses 18 through 20. And see what word, what phrase, what emotion God highlights for you. And try to see what he's trying to say to you uniquely. After I read the scripture, we'll have a little bit of silence so you can listen to God. So 1 Timothy 1, verses 18 through 20. Timothy, my son, I am giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that by recalling them you may fight the battle well, holding on to faith and good conscience, which some have rejected and so have suffered shipwreck with regard to the faith. Among them are Hymenus and Alexander, whom I have handed over to Satan to be taught not to blaspheme. Father, what are you speaking to us in these verses today? So we're just going to dive in and see what God has spoken to us individually and we'll allow God to speak to us corporately and see what he says to all of us. And so last week we talked about Paul's testimony of God's faithfulness in the past and this week we're actually going to look at God's promises of faithfulness to Timothy in the future. Um, So Paul is encouraging and reminding Timothy to hang on to the prophetic words which he's been given in past seasons, to remember the good words that God has given him, the promises that God has made, the prophetic provision that God has made him. Um, And before we go too far, we have to kind of address one simple question, which is the huge idea behind this passage. What is prophecy? Um, and for some of us, it's a familiar term. For some of us, it's a less familiar term. Um, so we want to just have a basic, simple definition that we can all kind of lean back on. So at its most simple, uh, prophecy is God communicating to us about our identity and calling, about who we are and where he's sending us. And there are different types of prophecy. There are different expressions of prophecy. But at its simplest, prophecy is God communicating to us about our identity and our calling. So prophecy isn't who I think I am or what my mom says I should do or what my best friend thinks is a great idea. Like these things are called advice. And we can probably we can probably all testify that sometimes advice is helpful and sometimes advice is really, really not helpful. Um, So we don't want to rely on advice. We want to rely on words directly from God. We want to rely on prophecy. And prophecy is who God says I am and where God says he's sending me. 
which raises a big question how do we know when God is communicating with us <laughs> in the gospel of John Jesus says my sheep listen to my voice I know them and they follow me so you know God's voice and you know it when you, he speaks truth to your heart or to your mind and for those of you who have had the experience you just know it, it has an authority that's distinct has a weightiness um, it aligns with scriptural truths and it just has a deep emotional resonance with you it just feels right you know in your knower they say that God has spoken to you and it's often not something you would have said to yourself it might be a thought or an idea or an image that is untypical or unexpected or an answer that you didn't just kind of make up on the spot and we talked about this last week but God never communicates with shame he never communicates with condemnation but he does lovingly correct us Um, so correction does come from God condemnation never comes from God so if the voice you're hearing is speaking shame is contradicting scripture in any way that's a check that's not God that's not prophecy and at least for me in the past I've agonized over if it's God's voice if it's not God's voice is it my idea is it not my idea like who's speaking to me there's so many voices going on sometimes who is talking and I'm just afraid to trust that God is really speaking to me and for one of my classes at Divinity School we had to keep a prayer journal of what we thought God was telling us in prayer just like a record of what we believe God was saying to us and I was always writing in the margins well I think God might have said or maybe I'm not sure it could have been God I don't know and then finally my professor took me aside and she was this fierce little Catholic woman a fierce little nun who just would take no doubt would accept no um, unsureness and she took me aside and she said if you think it's God's voice and it doesn't say something unscriptural just go with it if you are 55% sure it's God then believe it's God Um, And if it's God's voice, then you're good. Go with it. And if it's not God's voice, then he'll redirect you. He'll intervene. He'll he'll give you new information. So if you're 55% sure that that is God speaking to your heart and your mind, then go forth in boldness, believing that God has spoken to you. Because prophecy is God communicating to us about our identity and our calling, about who we are and about where he's sending us. So once you've figured out if God is actually communicating with you, um, you might find he communicates in lots of different ways. And I'm sure everyone in this room can testify to a different way that God speaks. Um, So some of us might hear an audible voice. For me, I hear an audible voice. I sometimes hear a voice in my mind or my heart. Um, Sometimes God speaks through dreams. Maybe as you sleep at night, you're at peace, you're relaxed, God can speak to you. He might give you mental images or pictures as you pray. Um, He might highlight words in scripture as you're reading. A word might just leap off the page and you know that is God speaking to me through scripture. Or sometimes he sends a friend, a trusted leader in the faith to give you a prophetic insight, to give you a prophetic word. And so God communicates lots of different ways, and he may communicate in different ways in different seasons. So usually for me, I hear a word. I hear like I hear something distinct and almost audible. But in different seasons, sometimes I see a picture. And in a lot of seasons when I'm too stressed out, when I'm too overwhelmed, when I can't hear anything, God will speak to me through someone else. God will send someone as his messenger um, about issues that I can't hear on my own. And we just want to trust God to communicate with us in the right way at the right time. 
So don't feel anxiety about how God speaks to you or when God speaks to you. Just trust that he will speak to you in the right way, at the right time, in the way you need in that moment. And as we said, he wants to talk to us about our identity and our calling, about who we are and where he's sending us. So if you remember, Paul tells Timothy that recalling the prophecies that have been spoken over him will help Timothy fight the battle well. And that's what prophecy does for us as well. In the midst of long, long periods of waiting or seasons of struggle or or disappointment when thing after thing and hope after hope just falls apart, we see it crumbling in our hands. Prophetic words can give us divine perspective that our own limited perspective just can't have. Um, And it can help us to see beyond our current circumstances, beyond our self-doubt. So Paul says, I'm giving you this command, the command to stay in Ephesus, the command to correct the false teaching, in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that by recalling them you may fight the battle well. And Paul tells Timothy to remember that God has made him an apostle, a messenger, a sent one, and has sent him to Ephesus. So even when people doubt him, even when people question him and say, Timothy, you're too young, you're not Jewish enough, why should we believe you, why should we follow you? Timothy knows who, he is, who God has said he is and knows what God has sent him to do. And just think about yourself for a second. I want you to think about what prophetic words has God given you? What has he said to you about your identity and your calling? We've been talking about identity and calling for a couple of weeks now, but what has God said to you about that? Do you go back and remind yourself what God has said in the past? And in difficult seasons, do you rely on what God has said in the past? Do you look back and say, thus God has said, and so I will believe and trust? Have God's prophetic promises helped you fight your battles well? And for me, I have one prophetic word that I go back to again and again and again when I'm feeling shaky and unsure about, am I I supposed to be doing the thing that I'm doing? So five years ago when I was thinking about leaving academia and considering working out a church instead, a prophetic word, uh, someone came to our community and had a very clear, a very strong prophetic word for me. Um, and that person said to me, and I wrote it down because I was like, oh, okay, sure. He said, you've, you've got a preaching itch. And the Lord says you need to scratch that itch because you will preach with great power and with great boldness. And the word of the Lord will flow from you. You're going to be a preaching machine, a woman who preaches and teaches the gospel with great power, even signs that follow. And to be honest, if I didn't know this person fairly well, I would have thought he was totally nuts, like absolutely 100% bonkers, because whatever the opposite of a preaching itch was is what I had. I did no desire to preach. I was willing to serve the church in any capacity. I would print bulletins. I would greet at the door. I would help in the nursery. I would help with the worship team. I would set up. I would clean up. I would scrub toilets. But the one thing that I did not want to do was preach. And I had had a couple of opportunities, and each time I said, no, I'm just not a preacher. I'm a teacher. I love discussion. I love conversation. I love hearing other opinions and other thoughts. And in my mind, preaching was just holding forth at people for 45 minutes in a chunk until they're, like, passed out in their seats. And I thought, no, thanks. That is not for me. But... The Lord said I was called to preaching, and I believe the word of the Lord, and I want to be obedient to the word of God. So I gave it my best try, and Pam and Ray and Tiffany may be able to attest it was a rocky start. Um, 
oh thanks that was kind of you but I was so nervous I got this weird twitch where I just like flipped my hair the whole time and I talked yeah it was a nervous twitch and my voice got really high and really that nervous awkward voice and I looked at my notes the whole time and afterwards I was so humiliated and so horrified and I vowed that I would never ever do it again but except I was supposed to preach the next week too so but I returned to the word that God had given me and I prayed over it and with a little encouragement from the Pauls in my life I tried again and I tried again and I tried again and here I am still trying yeah (laughs) Um, and I'm not a preaching machine yet I believe that maybe someday I will be but God's word to me has helped me to realize that I really love something I never expected that I would I love sharing the good news of Jesus with people who want to hear it. I love exploring complicated text, diving into the Word of God, and working through it together, working through it as a community. And I've also learned that prophetic words don't give you superpowers. (laughs) If God says to you, go forth and do this, it doesn't mean you suddenly can. You still have to work at it. You still have to pursue it. You still have to practice it. So, and that has been an important lesson to me. Just because God says go doesn't mean you're immediately ready to run a marathon. You have to train and develop the muscles and learn to be the person that God has called you to be. And so when I get harsh criticism from people, um, or people tell me that they don't think women should be allowed to preach, which is definitely something we're going to talk about. We'll talk about that in two weeks as it comes up in First Timothy. Or sometimes I feel like I have nothing to say that's worth listening to. But I remember the word that God has spoken to me. And I return to it again and again and again because I believe it will help me to fight the battle well. God gave me a prophetic word about my calling. And like Timothy, I go back to it again and again. And so, in God's perfect timing, it's actually very meaningful that Pastor Aparicio is joining us today. We feel very blessed and very special that he's here the week that we talk about prophecy um, because he has shared powerful prophetic words with our church community in the past. Three years ago, uh, I was at a different church and Pastor Aparicio felt like God gave him an important word for the church. So he packed up his bags in Guatemala, he bought himself a plane ticket, and he came all the way to Connecticut to obediently share the word that God had given him. Even though he didn't speak English, didn't really know the people of the church and what they were going to say, and he'd never been to New England before. So he was literally flying blind into a place he'd never been to a people he didn't know. But he trusted that God would get him here safely to deliver the word that God wanted him to deliver. And I know I and so many people are so grateful for Pastor Aparicio's faithfulness and obedience. That he believes with his whole life that when God speaks, you drop everything and you do exactly what God has said. And I think he's really an example to all of us about how to respond when God communicates. How to respond when God gives you a word and a direction. That no matter how expensive, how inconvenient, how way out of your comfort zone or language it is, you go. And as Pastor Aparicio lived for us all to see, prophecy matters. And it should be taken seriously. It's taken seriously by the person who gives it and by the people who receive it. 
So when God speaks to us prophetically, we need to do something with it. We need to listen. If We need to write it down. We need to act on it. And most importantly, we need to remember it. We need to come back to it. You don't want to just receive a powerful prophecy, perhaps a powerful prophecy, all the way from Guatemala, and then just let it go and forget everything that God has moved heaven and earth literally to give you. Because through prophecy, God shares his heart. Communication is not just about information. Think about so many conversations you've had where you could just as easily email it or text it, but it's not the same. It's about relationship. And God communicates with us prophetically because he loves us, because he wants us to know that he is active in our lives, that he has a good plan for us, and that he is there with us each step of the way, that he has laid a path before us. So through prophecy, he gives us comfort when we're anxious, courage when we're doubting, and vision when we can't see. Through prophecy, he communicates to us about our identity and our calling, who we are and where he's sending us. So Timothy is being sent on a hard assignment in this this section, and he needs God's prophetic promises to persevere. And time and time again, I've been in difficult situations and I've needed God's prophetic promises to persevere. And I'm guessing if you're in this room, you need God's prophetic promises to persevere as well. No matter where you are, no matter what circumstance or situation you're in, God has a word for you. But everyone's way of hearing God is different, and God communicates to everyone differently. And so I've shared how he's communicated with me, um, but the most important thing to know is how he communicates to you. How does he speak to you? How do you know his voice? And it's a really good exercise to spend time identifying how and when God has communicated to you in the past so you can recognize when he's speaking to you in the future. In the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the noise, in the midst of the work, you can know and recognize God is trying to get my attention. God is trying to tell me something important. I need to listen. And then you can return to the prophetic words he's given you whenever you need to so that you can be reminded that he has a plan for you and he has more for you than, you than you probably have for yourself. So if you open your bulletins, we've given you just a few questions to think about this week, a few questions to kind of get your prophetic senses buzzing, to make you alert and aware of how God speaks to you um, and what he's saying to you. So if you look at the, the couple of the questions, we're going to give you a little time to reflect on these. But one thing to think about is, I know it's God's voice because. So I said it's kind of this... This hard to grasp thing, you kind of know in your knower that God is speaking to you, but what does that look like for you? How do you know when it's God's voice? What signs, what signals, what senses do you have when God is speaking to you? For me, I just usually burst into tears when God is speaking to me, which because it's such a deep emotional connection, and that's when I know this is God's voice, this is God speaking to me. But what is it for you? Think about it, know it for yourself. And then think about how does God often communicate with you? Maybe not exclusively, maybe not always, but does he share an image with you? Is it a voice you hear in your mind or heart? Does he send people to speak to you? Is it all of the above? How does God communicate most commonly with you? And maybe how would you prefer God to communicate with you? If you could have your choice, how would you prefer God to communicate? 
and you can ask him God I wish you spoke to me more clearly I wish you spoke to me in words in, in images I wish you spoke to me directly not just through my, my friend or my prayer partner or my ministry leader and then I want, we want you to think about God says I am who in the past has God said you are Maybe it was 10 years ago. Maybe it was two days ago. Maybe, it, maybe you're still wrestling through it. But what words have you received from God about who you are? What does God say to you about your identity? And what does God say that, about your calling? God says, I will do what? And again, maybe this is something he told you 10 years ago and you haven't seen come to fruition yet. But you want to remind yourself to pray and persevere and believe. Or maybe it's something he said to you on the walk over here that you still haven't had time to process or understand. But what is God saying to you about your future, your location, your profession, a people group that he wants you to minister to or be a part of? We want to give God an opportunity to speak to us prophetically. Because we need his vision and we need his encouragement. And at least for me, I don't want to go through life with my best guess of what I should do and where I should go. Clearly, I would have gone in a very different direction. Um, But I want God to speak to me very directly about who I am and what he has for me. And I want him to speak to me prophetically. So I'm going to pray for us. And then we're just going to have some time to think through those questions and listen to God together and invite him to communicate to us about our identity and our calling, about who we are and about where he's sending us. So Father, we are here with open hands, with open hearts, with open minds. Please call to mind words that you have spoken in our past. Perhaps we've forgotten them with time and busyness, but call to mind words that you have given us, prophetic instruction that you have given us in the past. And speak to us now about who we are and where you're sending us. We want to hear from you, Father. We want to be obedient.